It's the Dogcast, episode number 323. Fall camp is over. Let's wrap it up and get on to game planning for the Tigers. Got it now, dog fans. It's okay. show number 323. This is the Dogcast, your number one ranked, number one Bulldog football podcast in the world. 100,000 watt flamethrower old dog coming from 60 feet underneath the surface of the turf of Sanford Stadium. Old dog, we are one week, exactly seven days and 90 minutes as we record this, seven days plus 90 minutes from kickoff up in Clemtown. Are you ready for some freaking football, dude? Man, I have been for a long, long time. It is finally, well, it's almost arrived, and I tell you what, you know, the it's got the old dog stirring, and it, it there's nothing like to start a college football season. You got it, baby. And, you know, and we're starting off with a damn barn burner against Clemson. You know, two presumably top ten teams, maybe even top five, depending on what poll you look at. Uh, you know, it's going to be something. It is going to be something, man. I'm excited. I'm ready to renew this rivalry with the Tigers. You know, I put a picture on Twitter the other day. You know, on Tuesday of this week, Tuesday, which was, what, five, six days ago, there were 55-0 tents, at least 50 tents outside the stadium with students and people camping out for position for tailgating for tickets for all that stuff man well you know i mean it you know back in the day you know this was one of the games it, it was a great rivalry i mean these are these school this is the closest school of anybody else we play absolutely you know i mean this is closer than tech and you know, back in my day, I mean, this was a yearly thing, and it was always a great game. I mean, this is, you know, Clemson's the team Kevin Butler kicked a 63-yard field goal against. You got that right, man. It's a huge, big deal. It's a big rivalry, very traditional game. We've got our national championship in 1980. They got one in 81. Huge, huge history here of some big-time close games. But, you know, we've won five in a row against the guys. Yeah, you know, and the sad thing is we play them this year, we play them next year, and then my guess is it's going to be a long time, if ever, when we play them again. Yeah, we may never you play know, with them again. Who knows, no, you know? You know, we're looking at, you know, the SEC is probably going to go to a nine-game schedule. You know, it's, I mean, who knows what's going to happen as these conferences expand. Right. ACC is going to expand. You know, you may end up with five super conferences breaking away from the NCAA. And, uh, you know, I mean, and, and speaking of the NCAA, you know, where was the outcry with A.J. Green selling a jersey? Oh, I know. I know. You know, yeah. I mean, when are they going to rule on this man zeal thing? You know what I mean? Well, I mean, hell, know, I mean they ruled on Cam Newton in one sentence. We you reviewed know, it. Been, He's okay. <laughs> yeah, but when they've been stringing Miami out now for two years. Mm-hmm. 
I know, it's crazy, dude. And uh, so I had a guy ask me today, do you think Sumlin will play Manziel? You know, do you play Manziel and risk forfeiting games in arrears? Hell yeah, what, who cares about forfeiting a game? What does that mean? I, I totally agree Ed with don't you. don't mean dick. I totally agree with you, but my question is, dude, I had somebody actually ask me that. People are thinking that, you know? Well, it's they're, crazy. They're... They're idiots. Well, I mean, <laughs> was this someone? Was this someone like you were? You were dropping Jake off? Was this uh, somebody in it, like the it three, was a the kindergarten teacher. program? <laughs> All right, so listen, we got some things. Let's do some housekeeping stuff. Did you see where we were rated the number one fan base in all of football? I did. Over number two, Alabama. Yep. In the past 10 years, we have the number one most active, most dedicated, most loyal, most showing up, most damn money-raising, badass fan base in all of college football. And we don't kill trees. And we don't kill trees, man. But, you know, I did see that we did fall from our lofty perch of number one all the way down to number 11 party school. Number 11 party school, old dog. Aren't hey, you well, a tiny bit embarrassed about that? A little bit, but you know, maybe folks are taking their studies a little more seriously now. The economy's tough. It, it's a rough time. I mean, and, and as Dean Wormer once said many years ago, you can't go through life drunk. That's stupid. <laughs> That's true. That's true. You got to pick one or the other, right? <laughs> That's right. You can do two out of three, but you can't do them all. Exactly, man. <laughs> so uh, I tell you what, you know, since our last show also, we had a listener request that you comment about Les Miles, you know, letting his team vote on whether or not Jeremy Hill should be reinstated. You know, shocker, <laughs> spoiler alert, the team voted to let him play. You know, I, How freaking ridiculous to, is that? Well, and the thing is, I kind of used to like Les Miles just because he was a uh, – I liked when he'd go for it on fourth down. I liked the fact that he beat Florida going for it on fourth down like four or five times in a row. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Back a few years ago, you know, all of that stuff. But, I mean – what a way to cop out. I mean, that just shows the difference between our coach and, and Les Miles. Because let's say Coach Frick puts, hey, do we need to suspend Jeremy Clemens for a game? Yeah, <laughs> I think not. You know what you I know, mean? Let, let's let the players vote. Let's uh, let the players decide. I mean, that's like me asking my seven-year-old, what would you rather have for supper? You know, broccoli yeah. or Oreos or Christmas broccoli. or, or <laughs> yeah, or birthday cake. Shocker, he went with the birthday cake. You know, yeah, God Almighty, I mean, I'm gonna like let the, the kids vote. You know, what a damn coward's way out. That sounds like something Lou Holtz would do. Well, you know, you saw the quote from Gary Patterson. He said, you know, I bet if they were opening up with, uh, you know, <laughs> I bet if they were opening up with Western Montana. Or, uh, you know, hell, who knows, some damn directional school, Western Michigan or some crap like that. He goes, I bet you he might have voted and, you know, kept that kept that vote to himself and said we're going to suspend him for a game. Oh, but exactly. since he's opening up with a tough school, he's like, I'll let the kids decide, you know? I mean, just what a what a Lame, 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 lame. Very. He's, he's gone down a couple rungs on the coaching ladder. Absolutely, dude. And it's showing in his performance, too. We'll get back to that in four weeks, though. You know, right? how do you, how do you, yeah, I mean, how in the world do you respect a coach, you know, doing that? Right. So, we've had some scrimmages. Since our last, since our last, um, show, number 322, we've had a, we've had a night scrimmage. We had the 8 p.m. night scrimmage. We've had a lot of players either not come back yet or get hurt. 
Old Dog, address for me what you think. I mean, you know, we had several players just today, in fact. Um, Coach Rick said that, you know, Trey Matthews, he's hoping that Trey Matthews is going to be ready. It's going from being a damn sure thing. We're just rehabbing him and him tweeting about ain't no problem. Don't worry about it to now. He's not tweeting and we're hopeful that he might get some playing time, you know? Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, and if nothing else, even if he is physically able to go against Clemson, you know, he has missed a lot of contact drill. And he is still a you true know, freshman. In. You know what I mean? He freshman. needs to be practicing. I think he's right. lost all chance at being truly super effective during at the Clemson game just because he's just missed too much time. You know? Oh, yeah. And, I mean, I think even if he were a junior and you had missed that much time right. you know, going in. Uh, you know, I mean, this is the week we're putting in the game plan. Uh, you know, I tell you, it's just – and the weird thing is – we have really, other than some thumb injuries there at outside linebacker, we have really stayed healthy, sure. you know, pretty much across the board. A few little tweaks, this and that, except if you're a defensive back. And, yes. I mean, if you're a defensive back, man, just all hell broke loose on you. Our injuries have been very concentrated in the defensive backfield, you know. And, uh, I mean, you know, with Trey Matthews out, Shaq Fluker's not 100%. Um, man, Chase Vassar not looking great right now. I mean, what, what do you I think, mean, man? Swan was, you know, Swain was out for a while. Yes, uh, yeah. You know, not a hundred percent. Your boy Connor Norman a little banged up. Yeah, uh, and uh, and then you got Josh Harvey Clemens on the suspension. You know, we Corey are Moore, super thin. You know, buddy. you know Harvey Clemens backup Moore is hurt. You know, yes. I mean, it's just. You know, and it's hard to say, you know, maybe Rick's playing a little possum with this stuff and coming. But, I mean, this is going to be a big test. I mean, this isn't Georgia Southern we're opening up with. Well, hell, it ain't I even mean, Georgia Tech. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, uh, this is, you know, this is big boy football. And, you know, Clemson loves to put it in the air. And uh, we are going to need to get a lot from, uh, you know, our front seven. Absolutely. They're really going to have to step up and uh, – you know, give those guys in the backfield a, some kind of a break. Contain and pressure. That. Contain exactly. and pressure on young Taj Boyd there. We're going to yep. have to contain his feet, and we're going to have to put pressure on him because, you know, if, if he's shown any weakness, it's been that he doesn't make super great decisions when he's really, really pressured, you know? Exactly, and it's hard to throw when you're on your back. It's hard to throw through tears also. Yes, it is. <laughs> so anyway, we'll find out. How about Aaron Murray in that nighttime scrimmage? You know, after that first scrimmage, he threw a couple of picks, and, you know, Hudson Mason was being kind of coy. I'm not supposed to talk about stats and stuff like that, you know. Yeah, Aaron Murray, um, he pretty much put to bed any damn talk about who's the boss at the damn quarterback position, you know. Well, yeah, and Three I mean, touchdowns. I uh, he's 11 of 14 for 194 yards and three TDs. I'm totally cool with that. Uh, I'm totally cool with that passing line in the Clemson game. If he wants to do that again, oh, that would be great. Absolutely, and I mean, and I think the Clemson game's going to be a shootout. I mean, it's not going to be a huge defensive struggle. So, yeah, and I mean, you know, I don't think anyone, you know, even took that seriously. I mean, everyone has a good scrimmage. Bad scrimmage. I don't think it was ever up in the air whether Murray was going to be the quarterback or not. And how about the, uh, how about the AP? I guess it was the AP boys or something picking Murray over Manziel. Yeah, it was the the SEC, SEC coaches. SEC coaches. You know, SEC I mean, coaches. Yeah, saying uh, that if they had to pick a guy, they would take Aaron Murray over the reigning, the current, the sitting Heisman Trophy winner Johnny Manziel. 
Yeah, and we know what the dog cast thinks about Heisman trophies. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's the kiss of death, dude. At yeah, any and, point in your career, it's the kiss of death. Yeah, and, and Manziel's just a flash in the pan anyway. He's going to have a mediocre season at best. Yeah, clearly his head's not in it. I don't think he's I, – I, yeah. No, Hell, I, I thought mean, he was going to have I – I thought he'd have a mediocre season. As soon as they awarded him to Heisman last year, he was – before all the off all the off season shenanigans, I never thought he had a chance at a really good sophomore season or, no. you know, redshirt sophomore season. And uh, now he has even less chance at that. Exactly, yeah. I mean, he's just – you know, it, it's crazy. But, yeah, I mean, you know, it's we're putting in the game plan. We're getting ready. It's going to be a hell of a deal, you know, come Saturday night, uh, kicking it off, I guess, probably about 8-14, 8-15. And it's interesting because neither team has fared very well when ESPN game day shows up. Mm-hmm. I know. It's a battle of game day losers. Yeah, it is. As you stated it, so succinctly earlier. What do you think is going to happen, dude? Who, what head do you see out of uh, Lee Corso? Oh, I think he'll pick Clemson. Oh, yeah, because that's just sexy, and, right? And that'll be good for us. Oh, yeah, Clemson's kind of the darling. And, you know, his, his running mate Herb Street just thinks Clemson is wonderful. Mm-hmm, which is exactly where we want him to go. We want him to pick Clemson for that game. We want him to put on that head. Now, I'll tell you guys, I'm going to be over there. I'm going to be up there in Clem Town. I'm going to be trying to scoop up some souvenirs. I know you guys are um, – you know, I might come back with a trivia question or something. I know we got listeners all over the country, all over the world, in fact, and I know all of you can't make it to the game. So I just want you guys to know I will be up there. I will be uh, snapping some photos, posting them on Twitter. Be sure to follow me on Twitter, at DogCast. That's our Twitter handle. Make sure you follow me on Twitter. We'll be uh, tweeting live photos from the game and from the tailgate uh you know, we're going to be over there at the Esso Club. I actually got a friend who's playing in that band at the Esso Club, which is a pretty cool club in Clemson. And uh, then we'll be in the stadium, and uh, I might pick up some cups or something, try to get some souvenirs from that game. And uh, for you guys that are listeners from far away that can't make the Clemson game, if you want a little Clemson, a little Cowtown swag, I will, uh, I'll try to oblige you guys. I'll pick up some souvenirs for the prize closet. And uh, I think it's going to be a great game. I'm excited about it. How about Coach Rick, old dog? Coach Rick with the winner of the week of all preseason camp, according to the senator, with the uh, for dog porn to get dog fans excited with the quote, we're not playing girly right now. We've seen enough girly. Girly's yeah. ready to go, you know? <laughs> oh, I, absolutely. I mean, you know, and why why risk, especially with what's going on, you know, with our DBs, you know, why risk getting anybody hurt? Because, yeah. you know, the best thing we can do uh, is, again, goes back to what the old dog's been saying for a long, long time. If we can control the ball and keep Clemson's offense off the field, that's exactly what we need to do. Absolutely. Time possession, 40 to 20. I like our chances in that game. You know yes, what I mean? Yes, indeed. And, uh, <laughs> you know, just – you know, we've got a healthy offensive line. First time that I can remember, we've actually probably got eight guys. I know. Did you go. see that quote out of Coach Friend? I loved it. How long has it been? I, hell, I can't even remember how long it's been. Coach Will Friend this week said, we have eight guys who could start. We yep. have eight guys that we are totally comfortable with. They're healthy, ready to go. Eight guys on rotation for our offensive line that are interchangeable, yeah. gelled, and ready to go. And then on the defensive side of the ball, you know, we've got a similar situation where we have so much more depth than we had last year. 
Man, I'm really excited about that depth and that beef and the trenches and what that means for us late in the season. Oh, with, without a doubt. And, uh, you know, you hit the nail on the head on the offensive line. Usually it's we've got three guys that can start. We're going to throw two other guys out there and just pray. Yeah, we had to, well, you know, we have two damn right tackles. We're going to put one at left tackle. Who knows? Hell, we'll duct tape them together and hope for the best, you know? I mean, man, it's really good. I hope we're no, not but I ourselves. Am, and I am really looking forward to a spectacular season. I mean, I think this is going to be a this is going to be a special season for the dogs. Well, I'm starting to develop a thesis called the you know it's the uh, it's our time thesis. Hashtag it's our time. We're due, old dog. We're just fucking due. At yeah. some point, you know, the cards are going to fall our way. I'm thinking that we're due, man. Oh, I agree with you. I mean, you know, everything's got to line up, and uh, you know, I I like starting out the season with a tough game. Right. You know, let's get, you know, let's put it together and let's get going and see what we've got. <laughs> you know, it's trial by fire. And the nice thing about this one is, you know, it's not going to hinder us in the SEC at all. No doubt. You know, man. but but this will be a true test because, you know, you play a Western Carolina or something like that. You don't know what you've got coming into the South Carolina game. Yeah. You know, this is we're going to be we're going to be battle hardened. Absolutely. Hey, I'll tell you, just inside play here, uh, my talks with my friends who are Gamecock fans, who are pretty smart Gamecock fans, they're not super excited about opening the season with North Carolina. I mean, you know, they have no idea what North Carolina's got, and they don't know what they've got, and they're not super happy. They're not super confident. No, and North Carolina's really geared this up. I mean, this is their biggest game of the season. I'm telling you, man. I love it. Big Thursday night football, man. Are you going to go out and watch your local JV middle school, or are you going to watch big-time college football teams play on Thursday night? Well, you know, and Steve Spurrier is Mr. Thursday Night. Mr. Thursday Night. He can own Thursday Night. I love it. So uh, one last thing about Clemson. Did you see the quote from the Clemson player where he said uh, he had it figured out on what it took to uh, stop uh, Todd Gurley? Did you see that? I, I did not. I missed it. <laughs> I, I, I'm looking for the exact quote. I uh, The quote was fantastic, man. I, I was I'm thinking looking... it would be like a 30-06 or something like that. No, no. It was great, though. It was something like um, he said uh, – hang on. I'm trying to get the exact quote. If I can't find it, I can do a pre uh, – here we go. Here we go. I think I got it right here. Um, thanks to the senator on uh, Senator Blutarski for pointing this out to me. I thought this was awesome. From Clemson's defensive tackle Deshaun Williams, he shared an insight on about Georgia's top running back and how to stop him. He says, "Gurley, that guy's good. You have to hit him before he gets his momentum going. Because if he gets his momentum going, he's hard to stop. And then you know, well, he's just hard to stop." <laughs> 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 you know, how about all these SEC defense coordinators, you know? They're all going, oh, hit him before he gets his momentum going. Oh, well, hell, why didn't you just say so, right? I mean, I didn't understand. If you can hit him before he gets his momentum going, it's good. Because, as you know, old dog, once he gets going, then he's hard to stop. Because, he you know, hard to stop. he's hard to stop. <laughs> I love that, man. That's fantastic. Um, so we got a big game coming up. Uh, we've got a lot of injuries to our defensive backfield, but other than that, you know, we've been pretty good. Malcolm Mitchell healthy. Um, 
I think I think Damian Swan's going to be okay as well. I mean, I think Damian Swan's going to be ready, and I think you know he has the experience to step in and play. Unlike Trey Matthews, who needs to be practicing. Yeah, um, and and you know the thing is too, just you cannot even in a scrimmage you don't simulate that game, the game speed, or anything else. So I mean, it's like I say, it's going to be a first game. You know, they're going to be mistakes, but you know, I think we're going to come out you know as a winner, but. I really do for the rest of this week from from tomorrow on we need to see reports about guys getting out of green jerseys Absolutely. and not getting in them especially yeah. in our defensive backfield. We are uh we are officially game planning. I mean yeah, Clemson's going to test our secondary early. They're going to oh, test yeah. them often. They're going to test them late. They're going to test them during warm-ups, during halftime. Tosh Boyd's going to go deep and as fast as as often as he can, you know? He's going to have to run the ball some, and they're going to try to run the ball, but you're going to see trick plays. You're going to see reverses. You're going to see a lot of stuff where they're really trying to uh, get that passing game involved. A lot well, of play it, action, things like that. They're going to, they're, going to be, they're 60% passers. Oh, exactly. And, you know, the thing is, too, and really one of the recurring themes this year, especially with defense, is that we're going to play a lot more disciplined. And they have been playing that way you know, practicing and everything else. So we're going to see what happens in a game situation because it's kind of like war. You know, it's all great when you're sitting in the conference room and you're looking at it on a map. But when those bullets start flying, you know, let's hope those guys don't go back to their old ways. Although right. we don't have that many guys that go back to their old ways because they've all gone on to the NFL. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly right, dude. I'm telling you, I mean, this Clemson game is going to be about – I mean, really – Here's the thing, man. As, as, as riddled as we might be in this, as our defensive secondary, the bottom line is if Clemson can't run, I mean, you know, one of the reasons why South Carolina was so good against us is because we had to worry about Marcus Lattimore. The reason Alabama did so well, we had to worry about Lacey and Yeldon. Clemson doesn't have a guy like that. And if they well, can't run only, the ball, no, then we're just going to flood the damn box and we're going to be all, we're going to be in Taj Boyd's face, right? Yeah. Oh, exactly. And, you know, and not like with, with Lacey and, and Yeldon, too, not only did we have to worry about them, shit, we couldn't stop them. Well, that's true. Even when we were worried about them, you know? Yeah. But, I mean, because cause I was worried about them the whole game, and I was hoping the rest of the defense was, too, and we still couldn't stop them. Absolutely. But, you know, but that was a different crowd, and this is a new year, and uh, I really, I, I tell you what, statistically, this defense is, at the end of the season, this defense is going to have better numbers than last year's defense. They may not have the names. They may not have as many people that go on to have stellar careers in professional football. But we really don't care about that because we care about the Georgia Bulldogs and we care about what they do on the field. And I'm telling you, this defense this year is going to be better than last year's. Copy that, old dog. I'm down with that, and I'm on to that thesis as well, dude. I think you're on to something. I think the depth, I think the rotations, I think the maturity, I think the focus on not having all these stars that are worried about, hell, their four-game suspensions and things like that. You know, I think, um, and I tell you something else, too. It's something I mentioned in last the last week's show. I think the lack of suspensions is really the most encouraging thing that I've seen in this offseason. The lack of suspensions tells me that this defense and this offense, this whole team, is focused on the goal. Really, really, top to bottom, focused on the goal. 
And uh, we've not had that, man. When you see those damn suspensions out of guys like Rambo and Ogletree, they're not focused on their business. They're focused on having fun. They're focused on being NFL. They're focused on whatever it is they're focused on, dude. But they're not committed to the goal. Exactly. And I think we've got a defense that's committed to the goal, committed to not being the weak link. And I'm cool with that, buddy. I'm cool with that. Well, and I think it goes back to the old saying that every high school kid had a T-shirt of that there's no I in team. And I think last year, to some extent, we probably had a lot of I's. They may not have been capitals. They may have just been small I's. But I still think it was there, and I do not see it at all this year. There you go. Dog fans, on that note, we're going to wrap up this show. Well, here. Let, let's go with the old dog top ten. Oh. I know, folks. I know, folks. Year in and year out, look forward to my prediction to see how I do. Okay. Well, and un, and unlike and unlike these little sissy namby pamby guys that change their top ten every week after viewing games and all that. And I go back to the thing: if you were going to throw yourself up out there as a football expert. Then yes. why in the world do you keep need? Would you need to keep revising your top ten? Hell, you've had all year to study up and figure out who's going to be good and who's not. Great question, old dog. I mean, anybody can get it right if you can change your answer week after week. <laughs> well, so here, get so your here pen and pencils ready, kids. Here, here it, it comes on 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 August twenty fourth. This is how they are going to end up. After all the bowl games have been played, and we're going to start with number 10 and go to number one. Copy that. Number 10 is going to be, and we talked about them earlier, LSU. This is in the final poll. This is the final poll after the bowl games, after the national championship okay. game. All right, all right, all right. Bring it, baby. Number 10 nope. is LSU. Number nine is Michigan. Michigan. Number eight is the Gamecocks from South Carolina. Wow. Heady praise there. Number seven is going to be the Clemson Tigers. Wow. They're going to lose one game, and it's going to be to us. But you think they can beat the Cox? I think they're going to beat the Cox this year. All right. Number six is the Florida Gators. Wow. As much as I hated to do that, they're going to be decent. Okay. Number five is the Oregon Ducks. Okay. Number four, for nothing but preseason hype going in and the fact that every media guy loves them, is the the Ohio State Buckeyes. I got you, buddy. I got you. Number three is Alabama. Nice. Number two are the Stanford Cardinals. Wow. And number number one is our beloved Georgia Bulldogs. Wow. Awesome. I love it. I love the the looks of that. And the way it plays out. Georgia beats Alabama in the SEC championship game and goes on to beat the living shit out of Urban Meyer and the Buckeyes in the national championship game. Ooh, I like where you're at there, old dog. We are going to, and I tell you what, we are going to, we are going to crush the nuts. <laughs> I love where your head's at right now, my man. I love where your head's at. Matter, and of, t- fact, matter of fact, if that is the national championship game, we need to get some dog cast T-shirts made up, get them out there, and say, crush the nuts. Crush the nuts? You're thinking a little dog-a-palooza in Pasadena. Absolutely. Mm, maybe we could drink all the beer in Pasadena like we did when we went to Tempe. No no town. I love no it. town no. other than Athens can, 
can survive a game day. <laughs> no town can hold us. That's Dog right. fans, I love it. Now, I'll tell you one other thing, too. We have had healthy healthy subscriptions to our pool oh dog everybody's excited about the prize closet and going for the gold against the dog fan intelligentsia in our pool and guys it's still not too late to get into the pick'em pool some of you guys have emailed me some of you guys have tweeted at me listen if you're following me on twitter if you're following the show if you're on email whatever just go to dogcast d-a-w-g-c-a-s-t dot com and right at the top of the page, you're going to see the show notes for show number 323, the show you're listening to. Now, right into those show notes, there's like some notes there. They'll be all caps, and they'll be giant red letters. And it says, this is the link for the pool. If you just click on that, you'll go to a page where you can join up to play in our pool. It's free to join. And you get awesome prizes if you're number one. But we've got well, we've got hundreds of players. So you gotta be good if you wanna win. So you gotta pick. It's a weighted poll. I've got more control this year than ever before. I might even throw some NFL games in the pool, old dog. How you feel about that? Oh man. I might let people pick the Falcons. Just, I just got the Sunday ticket, so I'm ready. Yeah, man. I'm going to make the pool. The pool's going to be more exciting. It's going to be harder this year. It's not just going to be SEC games like it's been in the past. I can throw different kinds of games in there. I can throw pro games in there. It's going to be a true test of the throw football. Throw a high school game in there. I might. It's going to be a true test of the football aficionado, man. you got to get after it if you want to win this pool. So, dog fans, check out the show notes. Find the link. It's in the show notes. Follow us on Twitter at dogcast at dogcast for Twitter. Our email is dogcast at gmail.com. Our phone number, if you want to be on the show, leave an audio comment at 706-363-0210. Check us out, guys. We will be in Clemson next week. We'll be in Athens the following week. And I will have the pregame show. We're back to regularly scheduled programming next Wednesday. The pregame show for the Clemson game comes out. All of your keys to the victory, everything you need to know about the road trip to Clemson and what it's going to take to beat those Tigers up there in Cowtown. Then, following that, we'll be our doing our postgame show on Sunday night, and then it's Wednesdays and Sundays for the rest of the season. Forever and ever. Forever and ever. Until football season is over. And then, hell, who knows, we might take four months off. But hey, don't worry about that. Dog fans, we thank you. We appreciate you listening. Send us an email. We do it for your feedback, guys. Call us on the phone line, 706-363-0210. Email us at dogcast at gmail.com. Tweet at us. Do whatever you want. Just follow us. I don't, just don't spell my name wrong, baby. Old dog, take us out of here, man. Thank heavens. It's finally just a week away. It's time to put the pigskin in the air. Let's go, dogs.